Book club. Who's ready for book club? Kathy Kirsten and I talk about Judy Bloom's Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Uh, We all three read this book when we were young and we read it again. And boy, is it a good book. Um, It is short, quick read, took about three hours to read it. Probably for about a 10-year-old girl, nine-year-old girl. So many things are covered in this book I forgot about. All I remembered reading was about, you must, you must, you must increase your bust. And the girl got her period. It was all, you know, this was the book where the girl gets her period. But there's so much more in this book. There's lots of family dynamics happening. There's um, questioning religion happening. Uh, There's some judgment of others happening. There's having big crushes on boys and being all fluttery tummied about that. There's just so much in this little cute, little adorable book. And I went to see the movie and I loved the movie. It was really, really fun. So I'm super glad we read this book because it's such a classic. And I, in our book club discussion, we talked about a lot of other Judy Bloom books and why young adults don't read them these days, I don't know. There's so many universal themes in all her book, like Blubber and uh, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing and Deanie and Forever, which we've book clubbed about too. They all just talk about so many great things that young adults go through even today. Um, it was a great conversation. We ended up also talking about empty nesting and what the future is and the changes we're going through because all of us have teenagers who are either, you know, graduating high school or about to graduate high school. And what does that next phrase look like? Phase look like lucky for me, all of my friends, I'm so lucky. I don't even know if I want to say it out loud, but all of my friends are happily married, including me. And so it's really interesting to be in this place with this group of women and people where we're all happily married and walking into this next phase of life together. So I'm sure a lot of you aren't at that place in life, but it's really fascinating to just kind of be curious about what's next and and uh, what changes are happening in uh, in yourself and in your relationships. So we have conversations about that too. I thought it was a great episode. Our next book club book is called Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. I know there's a series coming out of the same name, but Kathy got this book uh, for Mother's Day from her daughter. So we thought, why not? Let's read it. Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. So join us for that book. We're not going to probably record that episode till the middle of July. We're all traveling and we all have totally offbeat, not matching up schedules for the next couple months. So you have some time if you want to join the book. You have plenty of time. Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. Our book club this month was Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret by Judy Bloom with Kathy and Kirsten. It was a great episode. Uh, I hope you enjoy it too. If you haven't bought tickets for Fully Loaded Festival, please go see my husband and lots of other great comics like Lewis Black, Tiffany Haddish, um, Dave Attell, Shane Gillis, Mark Normand, Lots of great comics and so many more on the Fully Loaded Festival. So get your tickets if you haven't already. It should be a fun thing to do this summer along with reading Tiny Beautiful Things. So thanks for coming back every week and thanks for all your emails. And I hope you enjoyed this episode with Kathy and Kirsten in our book club on Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret.
Hi. <laughs> nice to see you guys. Nice to see you. We were just remarking on how hot Leanne is looking. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, I I think uh, my hormone replacement is doing its job. It's definitely changing my voice. Just kidding. <laughs> I still have this. I lost my voice at the premiere and uh, I've almost got it back, but it's still I, I had no voice at all Thursday night when I went to bed. And no voice pretty much at all Friday. So I still feel like I sound like a smoker. Well, it's just the pressure's on, Kathy. You're going to have to do a lot of talking today. Because I know, we got to right? relieve Well, Leanne's that's easy peasy for me. I mean, seriously. Yeah, when I think of you, I think of I know, someone just right? like sucking the air out of the room with all of her talking. It's true. I can't get you. No. Mm-hmm. Kathy's the best. That's very true. Well, thank you guys for coming to the premiere. Did you have fun? Oh, my God. It was so much fun. We had a blast. Yeah. I had lost my voice by the end of the night. and But I got it back by like noon on Friday. Uh-huh. I woke up in the morning and sounded like that. Like I had smoked six packs a day for yeah. a long time. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, that hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. It was a good, so, good time, huh? Yeah. It was so much fun. I laughed so hard for so long. And you guys both looked amazing. Like You um, did too. You. Like, I loved your outfit. Everybody looked amazing. Yeah. It was it was nice to go out like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Fun night out. Yeah. Thank you for taking care of my dad. Fun. Oh, my oh. God. He was so sweet. We took he a was selfie his... with your dad. You Derek. did? <laughs> I don't have that, do I? Oh, I'll send I don't it think to I have you. It. Yeah, I don't even think I've sent no, it to No, I think you sent I'm it to sorry. me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, so my dad got passed from woman to woman to woman. Yeah, no shit, woman. because you, I was talking I to him and somebody else was like, oh. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. He got passed around, man. He was adorable. He had so much fun. That's awesome. Uh, that's one thing about all of our friends, right? Because we're all just pretty regular people and mm-hmm. everybody knows my daddy. And he was so nervous about going to this premiere. And I kept saying, you're going to know Kathy and Kirsten and Jeannie Turbo and Sandy. You know, Kat a little bit. You uh, no- Noelle Evans is coming. You haven't seen her in 20 years, but you know her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Plenty of people to talk to. Steven, Eric. Yeah, you know you you'll be fine, um, and he was. He partied, man. He partied hardy. He did he had a good time. <laughs> he did. And then the next night we were doing this. Um, that uh, Sony wanted us to take a, a a sprinter van and go and just pop in some theaters where the movie was playing. So my dad goes to the bar. He'll probably kill me for saying this. My dad was drinking Fanta. <laughs> okay, Fanta Orange. And I see him go to the bar in our house and put an entire bottle of Jack Daniels in his front pocket. <laughs> and I went, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm nothing. I'm just bringing some stuff. So I watch him and he's opening his Fanta, the lid of his Fanta, and just pouring Jack Daniels into his Fanta. <laughs> oh God, what a combination. Right? Ew. <laughs> hey, you need to but step it, it up. I oh, mean, God. it was so gross. Oh. But then, you know, he was smart because everybody else was drinking beer and you couldn't really walk in with a beer, but he just had a Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> so he was walking in with Fanta, he and Weecho. Um, 
Uh, oh, Weecho came on the tour too. Weecho is mm-hmm. was our best man man in our wedding and came out from Florida as Bert's best friend from childhood. Um, and Weecho and my dad have known each other forever for twenty years, and they uh, they get along so great. So the two of them just they hung out at the premiere also, mm-hmm. and then they hung out the next day, and then they went on this Sprinter van <laughs> tour, and. Uh, yeah, it was funny. My dad, my dad might have partied a little hard <laughs> Friday night, and then Saturday night we had this crawfish boil. No, that wasn't Saturday. No, Sunday. Night. Saturday, Saturday night, night we the, had yeah bunch of people over for dinner, and he partied that <laughs> night. And then Sunday night was a crawfish boil, and by eight forty five, he was like, "I think I need to go home." <laughs> we partied him into the ground. He's seventy four, seventy five years old, but he hung in there. I was really proud of him. I was so happy to see him. Like Aww. I was so happy to see him. Yeah. He loves you. Did they get off okay? He's great. They did. They left today at about noon. Okay. They left today at noon. They helped me so much as they always do. You know, they cannot sit still. (laughs) Uh Um, They drove out here because the kitchen in this house, when we built the studio house, the kitchen was really screwy. And we bought the house partly to, to film something's burning, but I had to remodel the kitchen. And the kitchen had all these really high-end appliances. They were all GE monogram appliances. So they're like, you know, the stove is worth like $11,000. It's an 8i stove, huge, gorgeous stove. But I couldn't repurpose it because it had a back and a shelf. And for something's burning, I have to have a stove in the center island. So I couldn't really repurpose it. And uh, so I, I, at my Aunt Carol was here, and she was like, I sure would like those appliances. I'm redoing my kitchen. And I said, well, you're welcome to have them, but I don't know how I would get them to you. And my dad, of course, goes, well, I'll drive out here and get them. We'll just see if Steve, who's their brother, will drive out here, too. And we'll just road trip out here and get them. And she was like, well, I would love that. So they road tripped out with a trailer and uh, brought me a couple things. They brought me because, you know, like they all do. People in the South had a couple of fireproof file cabinets laying around. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just happened to be talking to my daddy and I was like, I'm trying to figure out how to get a fireproof cabinet for us to, to store our hard drives in. So that if a fire happened, nothing would happen to him. He goes, well, I got three or four of them. Do you want me to bring them to you? Three and I was four? like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, they're like file cabinets, but they're full of cement. They're not waterproof, but they're definitely fireproof. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll take two of those. And he's like, okay, I'll bring it to you when I come to get Carol's. So, of course, he came out with two fireproof 350-pound file cabinets. Oh, my God. Not joking. They weigh 350 pounds because they're four-drawer file cabinets that are just surrounded in cement. He drove those out there and... My grandfather, my grandmother passed away a year and a half ago and her daughter, my mom's sister, put some stuff aside for me that she didn't want to ship. So they brought some that stuff out to me and, and then loaded up this entire kitchen full of appliances. And while they were here, someone had sent Bert a wood burning hot tub. So it needed assembly. They assembled it. Perfect. <laughs> I had a fountain that was broken. They rebuilt it. And loaded all this stuff up, including the canoe that was at my house. <laughs> you know, so they're like the Beverly Hillbillies. When I sent them off, they had this like horse trailer looking thing with a canoe on top. <laughs> it was hysterical. <laughs> it was hysterical. <laughs> but my uncle Steve's favorite restaurant is Lowry's, the prime rib, right? So I took him there last time he was here and he ate his meal half of my meal and half of his <laughs> wife's meal. And he was like, this is the best food I've ever had in my entire life. This is the best food I've ever had. He's not a large man. 
uh-uh. Like, he weighs 140 tiny. pounds. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. So I said to him, if he came out, I'd take him to Lowry. So I took him last <laughs> night and he, I like literally, I thought he was going to lick his plate. He was so happy. And then, oh shoot, I meant to send him with the leftovers and I forgot. And then we ordered dessert. And Lowry's has a hot fudge sundae, and the fudge is called C.C. Brown's Hot Fudge. And C.C. Brown was uh, an ice cream shop that was built in 1906, and it's their same recipe. Lowry's bought their recipe, and they jar it and sell it, but they also make their hot fudge sundae with, like, toasted almonds, and it's hot fudge. So he's like, so why don't we just get some desserts and share? And he goes, I think I just want the sundae. I said, okay, well, you just have the Sunday, and then you can still eat the other stuff if you want it. So he's at the end of the table and the waitress comes with the Sunday and they put it in front of him and he goes, wow, <laughs> wow. He was so excited. <laughs> he ate the whole thing and I bought him six jars of hot fudge <laughs> to take home with him. But my Uncle Steve is so stoic. Like he yeah. never, he's not like my dad. He's not a chit chatter. He's not, he's not unfriendly. He's just not a talker. He's just quiet <laughs> and just mills around for him to go. Wow. was like the biggest reaction I've seen from him. Maybe my entire life. <laughs> it was adorable. So yeah, I got him six jars of CC Brown's hot fudge and he <laughs> drove off into the sunset with that canoe strapped to <laughs> Headed to the John Wayne Museum in Fort Worth, Texas. That's where they're headed. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's awesome. I mean, my dad and I were driving home the other day from the studio. And uh, he said, he said, I can't believe you grew up the way you grew up and you live here and you're happy. I don't know how those two things can coexist because they're so different. Um, and he's right. I think about that a lot. Like, how did I grow up the way I grew up? And I'm happy here because I was so happy in my hometown until I got to be an adult. And as an adult, I was like, there's no one to date. And I have like three options of guys. I'm going to have to really, I, it just didn't fit. And I, I think about that from time to time, how juxtaposed the two parts of my life were my childhood and my adulthood. You're a flexible person, though. You can exist in both of those spaces still. I still do very much yeah. exist in both spaces. You're right about that. I'm perfectly at home in Weedowie uh, when we go to the lake and in Bowden when I go home. And I still don't ever meet a stranger. I still don't think the same thing I've always thought about everybody in Bowden, that they're all really good people. And thank you for saying that. I think that's true. I do coexist or I exist easily in both places. But it is weird to think about. That the people that strap that canoe to that trailer is, <laughs> I get it totally. Yeah. And I still at the same time stand outside of it and go, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe that they are driving that down the street. And I'm actually really proud of it. You know, I watch them move around this property and fix this and tinker on that and figure out how to, you know, G uh, um, what do you call it? Tetris everything into this tiny trailer. They got an entire kitchen in a very small trailer. <laughs> the whole kitchen plus a smoker, like plus like a big heater that I, I don't know. It, just watching them figure it out, it makes me so proud. Because you think about Armageddon 
that's where I'd want to be is with those two people <laughs> in Armageddon, you know, because we would eat and we would be warm mm-hmm. and we would not get sick from water because they know how to do all that shit. The rest of us would be dead. <laughs> I'm just going to somehow make my way the 2,800 miles back to Bowden if we ever have mm-hmm. Armageddon because we'll be just fine. <laughs> Um, Michael Steve also brought me 20 pounds of whole hog sausage on, <laughs> on the way. Did you have the sausage when we were in Weedowie? I don't know if we had any. We did. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. So I have 20 pounds of it. Amazing. That's a lot. Of 20 sausage. pounds. Wow. I'm going to eat sausage till I'm 80. Yeah. <laughs> but it's delicious. It was very sweet. That is sweet. So anyway. That's that. Should we talk about our book? Very nice. Have you any of you seen this movie? No. I still haven't seen the movie. Mm. I forgot that it came out. I feel like it was a blip. And if you didn't see it that weekend, it was out of my radar. But it, it was a blip. And unfortunately, that's the way movies are working these days. It's really a shame. Yeah. I can say looking at the numbers from the machine, it's number five at the box office. That's great. It's wonderful. But we're up against The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Fast and Furious 10. Oh, my God. Oh, that came out? Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's... And yep. Super Mario Brothers. That's the oh, top yeah. four, I think, in that order. Yeah. So then, and they're, I mean, Little Mermaid earned $96 million. So it's tough competition. I think, I think it's hard for Hollywood to look at this new model with a different expectation, right? Or like Renfield... The, the vampire movie was out for that second. We went to see You're it. You're right. It was only out for a heartbeat. One and then second. it was gone. Yeah. Because it didn't do the numbers they wanted it to do. Because they it don't leave so it fun. long enough. It was so right? fun, wasn't it? Yeah. But you know, back in the day, a movie would be in a movie theater six weeks, eight yeah. weeks. Yeah. You're right. So it you had be. time to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have plans on Memorial Day weekend and you didn't get to see the machine... You know, yeah. obviously it's going to be here a couple weeks more. But if they don't just keep advertising it, they I feel like they advertise movies until it's out and they stop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, instead of advertising for the next two or three weeks and giving people an opportunity to go, they don't give the public an opportunity to support something. Yeah, like and you need to have time yeah. for that, like, um, word of mouth. Um, yeah, absolutely. sometimes I'm not very swayed by the commercials, but if a friend says, oh my God, you've got to see this, yeah. like, and then... You don't have a chance to go see it because it's already gone. Right. Well, Are You There, God? It's Me, Mar- I did see the movie. Um, and we can talk about the movie, too, uh, as well as the book. But um, I, I, I highly recommend you watch it. You stream so it. Was it true to the book? It was pretty damn close. Yeah. And it was wonderfully cast. And I was giddy the whole time I was in the movie theater. I was just giddy. I watched it before I finished the book. Um, and... Uh, caveat i read i finished the book a couple weeks ago and an entire life has happened since i finished this book i know so we may be talking about something and i may go i have no idea what you're talking about yeah we were supposed to be podcasting this a couple weeks ago and then everything blew up for everybody and yes for everybody too much we all had so much shit going on that we just couldn't get it done your son moved back and you got a graduation coming up i had a premiere um (laughs) (laughs) and family and i had five house guests at once uh, wow. So uh, the last three left today. No, wait, did I have six? No, I had five. Five at once. It was a lot regardless. Yeah, a lot. Um, 
So I, I apologize if we forget something, but what do you think about this book? Had you read it as a middle schooler? Yes, absolutely. you had. You did not. I, you no, did? I did. Oh, oh absolutely. Did. Yeah. It was forever. Yes, I it was forever. I, had I feel read. like but everybody read. read this. I, mm-hmm. You know what? Yes, yeah. I was saying that. I was like, I don't know anyone our age who didn't read this book. Yeah. Me neither. But... Yeah, and the only um, the people who didn't read forever, it's because their parents wouldn't let them. For the most part, it <laughs> probably, was like, yeah, probably that was like a little racy. But yeah, it was. I mean, in some ways, it was like, oh yeah, I'm reading it. Yeah, it's exactly what I remember. That's so funny. But I did not remember any of I it. Remember I remember zero. Zero. I remember. We must. Oh we yeah. Must. That, okay. We that must increased our buzz. Yeah. Yes, that's the only part I, I remember. I think but. I, I didn't remember anything ahead of time except for we must. We must. <laughs> Um, I didn't remember that until it happened. Then I was like, oh my God, I totally remember this. But but like when after things happen after, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, I remember this. But what was interesting to me is now having kids who are older than these characters. Um, it just, to, it sort of spoke to what a different time <laughs> that was. Like they're making such a big deal that they're invited to a party with dinner. I know. <laughs> and like the dinner was like hot dogs know, or whatever. Right? So it wasn't like. <laughs> In the basement. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a steak dinner or something like some. Yeah. It wasn't that big a deal, but it was like, oh my God. And you were invited. Like it was just such a big deal. And I feel like all of our kids have been to had been to this party when they were like five. Yeah. Like they've been to a hundred of these parties yeah. by now. And um, so it was just like very innocent. Like mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of the first, I was like, how old are these kids again? Oh my God, they're like 11 and 12. And I'm like, oh boy. Our, it made me a little sad for like what our kids have lost in terms of just the wow factor that these kids are like, wow, a party with dinner. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I didn't see it that way at all. I was like, oh, this is like going to your first like bat mitzvah or whatever. Uh Like that's sort of what I equated it to. Like, obviously it's not the dinner, but Mm -hmm. I was like, this actually, I felt held up better than forever did. Mm -hmm. Like I thought it was more translatable to this generation, even though it's ridiculously innocent. But I don't know. I thought... 10-year-olds could absolutely read this and be okay with it. Yeah. 11, maybe. But yeah, 10-year-olds are having their period. So you know what I mean? Like, it's not so shocking to say 10, but I don't know. <laughs> you know what I remember people telling me back in the day was this was a book about a girl who gets her period. And when I read it this time, I was like, it's a book about a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I a, forgot that the period happened in this book. Yeah. That's all I remembered about the oh, book. Oh, really? Me too. I, it was I, the I boobs and the period. I remember yeah, the boobs. it was like the period it. book. And it was like, oh my God. Yeah. And it yeah. was about much, so much more. Yeah. It was about religion. It was about yeah. family dynamics. It was yeah. about friend dynamics. Yeah. It was Figuring about out who liking you are. a boy. Yeah. It was about your period. It was about developing at a different rate than your friends. It was about... Um, yeah, just figuring, figuring out who you are. Yeah. 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 It was about a relationship to a teacher that was good. It was, there's was a lot going on in this. Uh, grandma, yeah. multi-generational. And judgment. Yeah. Like their judgment mm-hmm. to that girl who who was uh-huh. so developed and is, oh, she goes behind the I know, right? the gas station or whatever. She goes behind the A&P and she's making out with all these boys and she's, you know, oh, the teacher obviously likes her. Like the, I mean, it's so gross. It's like so the gross. teacher has a sexual crush on this 11-year-old. He, did, he didn't. No, no. Of course he did. But yes. And the drama that swirls. Oh my God. I did relate to that. I remembered when I was in seventh grade in shop, everybody was talking about what a perv the shop teacher was. <laughs> oh, he's such a perv. And like perv was like the number one word yep. from like middle school. And I remember being in shop class and going like, 
he seems just like a normal dude. Like he's just a guy who's, and he, I didn't notice him looking at any of the girls or whatever. Right. I was like, what, does he not like any of the girls in our class? Right. I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. I even knew it at the time that it was like, this is just drama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <The> <laughs> oh, poor man. <laughs> there was drama like that in my middle school too. I related to a lot of that. I went to, I, I let's see. Until sixth grade, I was in a private school that had 50 students from kindergarten to the sixth grade. Oh, my God. It was a tiny school. Like they had combined grades. It was really small. And then my mom moved us into a suburb that had um, 800 students in three grades. So oh, a wow. huge difference. Right. There was no drama, really, in the little middle in the little school I was in. The drama was still very young. It was like jockeying for who gets the ball and kickball like that. <laughs> and then I jumped into this pool of hormones, right? I was there seventh and eighth grade. And some of the stuff that happened in this book, I, I remember happening. And we were a little older than these girls, but, or were we? We were, it's like seventh grade. Yeah. And uh, like there was this rumor, then this one girl let her dog lick her down there. <laughs> and it was everywhere and she was a pariah and i just oh. kept going why why would why would that happen that was stupid i don't understand why i didn't get it so oh. it's like, i don't get it why but i was reading this and i went oh my god i remember that happened to that girl and there was weeks mm. where no one talked to her and she was more developed she had big boobs yeah. she was very curvy she was beautiful like really beautiful and she was really popular and then this terrible rumor which is so ridiculous <laughs> who would that's not even so real absurd. it's like saying that so and so screwed a horse you know it's not yeah. gonna happen but that i remembered that when i was reading this book i was like oh my god that poor girl that she had to deal with that i don't i was never a gossiper i never got into that drama but but other people in my peripheral circle were, mm -hmm. were very into that drama. And I, wa I remember watching. I remember playing Spin the Bottle. Did you I guys ever play Spin yes, the Bottle? Yes, I oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was the part that I related to. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember what the what my friend's room looked like. And I'm like, I'm, I remember I could visualize all the different people that were sitting around that and feeling like horrified. Oh my God, what is going to happen? What is going to be asked of me? I don't think anything untoward happened. Nobody, nobody even kissed or anything, but there was this like prospect that something big could happen. <laughs> Right. No one even kissed. Well, I don't know. I I think I think people went into a closet, like did the like two minutes in a closet. But I don't think anything really happened. I think everybody was just too awkward. We're just like kind of okay. Here we lame. are. Waited out. You guys were lame. <laughs> so lame. We we played spin the bottle and we definitely kissed. Uh, yeah, but I don't I don't remember. I remember playing it, but I don't remember. Oh, I do remember. I totally remember who I kissed. I had a big crush on him, too. He was adorable. He was shorter than me, and I was pretty short. Um, yeah, I related to that, too. And the rumors is just so, they're so, it's so mean, you it's know? so yeah. mean. I hear about it now in the high school, and I just, ugh, I just gag at it. It's like, guys, think this through. Use your critical thinking skills. Right. Like, does this sound realistic? Does this sound like something that's actually happening? Oh, think about, like, consider the source. Oh, who's telling you this, this rumor? 
oh, well, you know what? She's constantly telling different rumors. You know, it sounds like she's the problem, <laughs> right? So annoying. It is annoying. <laughs> um, I, I really liked her exploration of religion in this book. I did not remember that from when I, didn't, I was I didn't a kid. Remember that I clearly, either. I tuned that part yeah. out. <laughs> I didn't remember it at, at all. I was really surprised. I was like, mm-hmm. let's just get to the kissing and that we must increase our bust. <laughs> right. Did you guys do that exercise? Oh, I absolutely yes. 100% did yeah. that. 100%. Yeah. Like every day. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Yes. Religiously. Well, it worked for one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for me. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I remember having a conversation with my mom when I was younger because I was not like an early developer and my mom is really busty and she talked about how humiliating it was to be Mm -hmm. the girl who developed early and how sexualized she felt and how just humiliated she felt. And she spent, she said, oh, I spent all of my school years carrying books in front of my chest. That's so hard. Yeah. So sad. I think it is hard. Mm -hmm. I think Isla struggled a little bit with um, like getting like armpit hair early and what what she determined to be early. I don't know that it's necessarily early, but it is. It makes you feel awkward. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, I don't think that's all that different these days. Uh-uh. Like, I don't think we've grown from when your mm-hmm. mom went through it. You know, I think girls are still mortified. And yeah, that's yeah, that's so sad. Like, you can't control that, yeah. you know, and I don't know. I think that is what, that's the hard thing about this, that age is that it's nonstop change. It's like, I, mm-hmm. you know, the microcosm of that, I'm at 51 dealing with the change of like my daughter about to graduate or whatever. You guys just went through this, that it's like any change is so change is hard, you know, Uh like getting a new teacher, like starting a new school year is hard for them. So to have all of these additional things changing and the hormones um, is, yeah, it's just big. I thought it was interesting how they handled hormones in here too, that uh, suddenly she's, she bursts into tears. I never used to burst into tears. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it happens. That's exactly how it happens. Right. It's such a normalizing book. Right. It's so normalizing for anybody who reads this book as a 10 year old or something to go, Okay, thank God. This is this is just kind of how it works. Some of it really stinks. But I mean, it is if at least if you know this is kind of how it works, you can feel better about it, maybe. But the religion part, what'd you think about how the, how she dealt with Judy Bloom, how she dealt with the religion piece in it? What do you think was her point or her reason for doing that? You could have had your whole middle school life exposed without dealing with the religion, don't you think? Yeah, and back in a time, like I don't know when this book was written, but I think it was 1977. I don't think there was a lot of religious exploration going on. You know, you were brought up with whatever you were brought up with and that's what you knew. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was just my world, which is very like insular. But I think a lot of people weren't like out testing religion or whatnot. So I don't know. It was pretty interesting that she went down that road. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that was about, like where she was in her life that made her explore that. But thought it was pretty cool actually to know that like there's even different religions out there growing up I didn't know that no I didn't either like um I thought it was really powerful choice Mm -hmm. I don't think Judy Bloom gets enough credit for what she's done to broaden young really it's young girls let's face it Mm -hmm. a lot of boys are reading Judy Bloom but from our generation I don't know why it's not more prevalent in the newer generations you know like 
the books that kids read generation after generation because of just because of that. It's so normalizing for mm-hmm. people's experience and then even deeper to, to go into this religious piece. And even with forever, you know, as much as some of that doesn't I agree with you, doesn't translate to today. A lot of it at the base mm-hmm. really does of like just needing to be with this other person and the first sexual experiences that was in forever um, are so universal. And I, this uh, this author, what a brave person in the 70s yeah. to just kind of develop these stories that are so very honest. You know, they're just really honest. Yeah. Um, and I loved that she brought that religious piece up because it normalizes different religions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it did is it made Judaism and Christianity both okay. You know, why do you have to choose per se? And if one's not better than the other, I thought it was really great that she did that. It was very cool. Yeah. Very cool. What else did Judy Bloom write? Freckle juice? Freckle juice blubber. What's that? Oh, blubber. blubber. That's blubber. right. I remember that one. Oh, blubber. Break my heart. Yeah. Deanie. Dini, that's right. Wasn't that about she, eating disorder? I thought it was about um, she had scoliosis. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. That's right. Wow. What an amazing person that wrote about these topics. She's still alive. Yes, she uh-huh. is. She uh-huh. is. The movie was delightful. I loved seeing these characters come to life. And I think that the, the casting of it was so good. It was delicious. I loved every minute of it. I recommend you watch it maybe with your daughter just to get a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Isla loved it. She had a blast watching it too. It was really, really fun. Um, what did you think about the mom and dad in this role? Um, I remember there was one point in the book when I was irritated at the dad, the dad was being really hard on the mom about, okay, so the mom's parents had cut her off when she married a Jewish man Mm -hmm. and um, she hasn't seen them for 14 years. They've never met their granddaughter and the parents, the, yeah, they move, they, she sends a Christmas card. So now her parents have her address I was disappointed at the husband's reaction because mm-hmm. he was really hard on her. How how could you let them know where we live? Whatever. I mean, it's her parents. Yeah. It's her parents. And even though they they did not behave well and in throughout the entire book, still it's her parents. Like I thought that was a sort of insult to injury that he was coming down on her saying, How could you do this? Now they know where we live and that. And it's like, well, it's it's her parents. Like, let her do what she wants. And yeah. she was conflicted. Yeah. It's not that she thought that they were great people, it's just that they were the only parents that she had. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think when you're rejected by somebody just for being who you are, it's really hard to accept that. So I don't know. No, I didn't absolutely. I didn't see him as being that harsh. Like no, I, I I understand why he didn't like them. I just yeah. thought that it was like he directed all of his anger at his wife instead of at remember we hate these people. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. they were terrible people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. weren't a good reflection, were they? Of no. of mm-hmm. good Christians. Good Christians love everybody. That's what you're supposed to do. Be Christ-like, right? Christ-like everybody. I think it is everybody. somewhat like indicative of who people are though, mm-hmm. right? Like that is 
pretty real and spot on. There are some people who just choose religion over their family, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I thought it was kind of interesting that she chose that as opposed to like making it all warm and fuzzy at the end. Oh, now we accept you. You Like they still were incredibly convicted in their religious beliefs and were like, sorry, peace out. Yeah. Crazy. That's that's the good thing. Terrible. Like, well, that's the dynamic piece of her writing, right? Forever didn't really have a happy ending. It did sort of, Mm. but not really. I mean, it wasn't like, and they lived together forever. Yeah. No, (laughs) they broke up. Right. And that's heartbreak. Even when you're the one breaking up, it's heartbreak. Um, And this, the same, right? It's a little more real. Perfect. It is very real. happy ending that you get in a book, right? Yeah. It's very cool that she, I love her as an author. Um, I I did not remember anything about this book except you must increase your bust. And then when I read it again, I was like, wow, it's so dynamic. It's so, there's so many things that her relationship with her grandmother was so fun. You know, what a character she was and how supportive she was as a grandmother. It's a beautiful thing to see. And to even, I say that in that, I think sometimes Kids don't see their grandparents as a support like this grandmother was, where Mm -hmm. grandparents would love to be that for you. It may not be their instinct to say, hey, I bought us tickets to Lincoln Center. Let's go. But I I don't think very many grandparents would be like, no, 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 I don't want to be supportive or be in your life in that way. You know, right. Like my my kids each have very specific connections with all their grandparents, but Georgia and my dad have always been really, really super connected. And when Georgia went to school, I said to her, you know, you always have, you have all three grandparents. They would do anything in the world for you. I know you have this really kind of special connection with Papa Jay. Use it. Don't, don't think it's not there. Uh, Use it. If you're homesick, you don't have to call me. You can call him. You can call Nana and Papa. You know, you can call your aunts. Remember, you have a lot of people who would help you. And she did. She called Cotty a lot and she called my dad a lot. Um, I don't know why she chose those two people of the many people she has as a resource, but she she did. And I, I don't maybe she would have done it if I'd never said anything to her. But I just wanted to make sure it was in the front of her brain mm-hmm. that she has that back it doesn't have a smart thing to remind her of that yeah because i think sometimes we just sort of assume that it's like yeah they have all these loving people around them but um i think their go-to is mom (laughs) a lot of the time which is fine and like we want to be there for them but i think that was really smart that was a good good parenting move well what well thank you (laughs) my thought process was this she's trying to be autonomous so she doesn't want to reach to me Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to hear from me But reaching to my dad is not reaching for help. It's reaching for a connection. Mm -hmm. And what she really needs from me probably is a connection. But what comes with that is how are your grades? Are you eating? Are you sleeping? Are you taking care of yourself? Did you do this? Did you do that? Which I don't really do. But I think that would be what she would expect to hear from me. Mm -hmm. Whereas my dad and she just shoot the shit, you know, and I do that with her too. But that mother, daughter, and maybe... Uh, mother, son, I don't know, but I would imagine it's, it's just different when you call your parent. No, totally. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's totally different. And I think they want to be these big, brave, independent people. And if they're calling mommy, they're definitely not big, brave and independent. But calling a grandparent is more like calling a charity case. You know, I just <laughs> helping my grandpa out. But really what I'm getting in return 
is that connection that I needed. Yeah, but I, I think it's know. also like it's a relationship that goes both ways that for both for the grandparents and for the grandchild, that it's so uncomplicated mm-hmm. <laughs> that they don't have to discipline them. They don't have to feel disciplined by them or, you know, whatever whatever the things that it's just like, it can just be like what it is. It can just be like a happy thing instead of there's not like money involved. Like, yeah. have you burned through all the money that we yeah. <laughs> we sent with you? There's not like all of the responsibility invo- involved right. in the same way. Yeah. Just less complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, she's done that. She's kept up with my dad. They, they, they text a lot and then they call each other a lot this year. It's been really cool for both of them. And then for Cotty also, Cotty called me once a few months back. She was like, I think I'm George's best friend. Just want to <laughs> let you know. I was like, mm, get in line. I think there's two or three of you floating around here, but okay. I'm glad to know she's calling you. But I like that she represented that relationship yeah. in this yeah. book because maybe some little girl reading the book would go, oh, wait a minute. I have a really cool grandma. You know, oh, wait, I have that connection with my grandpa. Okay. It's good to. I don't know just be made aware i don't know i liked the book a lot yeah yeah i did too it was fun it was fun rereading it i didn't actually read it i listened to it as an audiobook but I it was very fun the little the child that was reading it or the childlike voice that was reading it i could not focus yeah on it. I, I understand that but i got through it that's good it was only three hours so it wasn't yeah. Is not taxing. <laughs> That's for sure. But I understand that voice was not. I couldn't do it. The most I tried pleasant. it for like four chapters. Uh-huh. And at the end of the fourth chapter, I went, I have no idea what this woman has said. <laughs> so I just started over and read it. Got and it. I read it, it read so fast. Yeah. That I was like, yeah. I just bang it out. Yeah. In three hours. But I, because I was hoping, you know, two trips to and from school and I got the yeah. book done, you know, and I just couldn't do it, man. The whole time I was like, I had to pick up laundry detergent and make sure I call this guy and ask him about my checkbook and, you know, oh shit, I'm supposed to be reading a book, you know, so I just couldn't get it done. Oh, that's funny. Um, anything else we need to say about this book? It's a short book club, I feel like. it was. It's a short book. Yeah. I, it well, was a short yeah, book, yeah. But there was a lot happening yeah. in this book. Yeah. It was, it was like meaty. It was short, but meaty. There's just so many different things going on. I think bottom line is make your kids read Judy Bloom. Yeah, right. Right? Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that is not. Yeah, I don't know why kids don't read this these days, but they should. Is it too simple? Like all of them. I don't know. I remember. It's not simple, though. I read. Um, no, it's Tales not. of a Fourth Grade Nothing, at those that mm-hmm. series. Um to my kids when they were younger. That's also Judy Bloom. And I remember the thing that blew my mind was the kid going to Central Park with his friend because they lived it. It was set in New York and they mm-hmm. lived in New York going to Central Park alone and like just walking alone in New York and like living in New York and just having lived in New York. I was like, oh, my God, this kid is too young to do this. And then they're like watching, I think, the two year old brother in the park and the brother um, Fudge, the, mm-hmm. the mis- mischievous um, lead character. He falls off of like well, those big boulders he falls and like busts open his lip or something and the parents are like well you should have been taking better care of him and I was like oh my god they're alone <laughs> they're in the middle of Central Park these two little kids alone and I was like what are you doing <laughs> it was just yeah that was a generational thing I guess but also yes. I guess a big city thing if we lived in New York maybe our kids would be I doubt it. Uh, I think it's I a generational know. thing. Yeah. I know I, I had yeah, to read. I would think growing up in New York when we were growing up, that absolutely happened. Oh, kids oh, yeah. went yeah. to the Central Park all the time. Oh, by yourself. For like, reading it to my kids in the yeah. 
<laughs> in 2010, I was like, oh my God. A different context once you're a parent. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there's a whole. But our parents would have done that. Yeah, I guess that's our true. Our parents would have said, yeah, go oh, to the like, park, come back at four. Definitively. Or whatever. Yeah. Come home when the streetlights are on. That was my curfew. Yeah. yeah. Like my most of my life. We didn't have I mean? street lo- lights. <laughs> come on when the lightning bugs came out. That's when we came home. When the lightning same, bugs come the out. Same thing as the street lights. Same yeah. time. That's and then we get busy catching lightning bugs and then you're late and then you're in trouble. Um, yeah, I. that's crazy that they would just let that. Yeah. yeah. I was reading um, Isla's English teacher had a book club for um, her class. They were supposed to read the Joy Luck Club mm-hmm. as a whole novel. And they ended up running out of time because I think they spent a lot more time on The Great Gatsby than she had anticipated. Um, So what she did was she broke the book. You know, it's about four Mm -hmm. mother-daughter couples. And she broke the book into four groups. And each group with their mom read about one mother-daughter. And then we all came in and discussed what a so great cool. idea, right? Yeah. Came in and discussed our mother-daughter pair with a small group and then discussed the whole book and kind of how it was interwoven with the whole group and then discussed um, like, this is such a great English teacher and then had a discussion about our own mother-daughter patterns or any kind of family rituals that kind of, you know, a lot of the Joy Luck Club is about some, not a lot of it, but there's a lot of family rituals in it. But we read uh, Anne May and um, what was her name? Rose. And in the book, Anne May was watching. She was ten, and she was watching her four-year-old brother who fell off into the sea and drowned. And she watched him fall, and she was too far away to run and froze and just couldn't mm. move and knew that he had fallen. And the dad was closer to the son than she was, and she just couldn't. She was paralyzed. And he drowned and they lost him forever. And I, my whole, so I was the same. I was like, who leaves a 10-year-old to watch a four-year-old who's playing on a boulder on the edge of the sea? What are you, stupid? You're right there next to him. What's wrong with you? Dad was fishing. The mom was like having a picnic. And I had the same reaction. I was like, that would never happen. I would never let a 10-year-old watch a four-year-old literally like walking on the rocks next to this rough sea. It's one thing to walk on the beach with a 10-year-old. But as it was described, I was like, this doesn't doesn't sound very safe. (laughs) And then he was gone. I was like, oh, shit. And then they were blaming her. Why weren't you watching him? That was crazy. (laughs) Crazy, crazy. Well, I think that that is our takeaway, right? If you have a young daughter, mm-hmm. she should be reading Judy Bloom. Yeah. 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 And they could probably age down a bit because yes. I I read this. Well, I probably read this book in like fifth grade. Yeah. I, th- I, I remember, remember reading like, all of these things. I read forever when I was in sixth grade. I oh, I was that. in middle school for sure. Forever. Yeah. I was in middle school. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think most of the younger um, literature is sort of written for the slightly younger than the main characters are. Right. Mm. I think you're right. Okay. Well, watch the movie. It was yeah. really fun. Just watch it with your daughters. It's got to be streaming at some point. I'm sure it's already streaming. Yeah. It's somewhere. been gone from the movie theater. I mean, I watched it like in April, didn't I? I don't know. It was a while ago. It's like our trip. You definitely watched it before. We had our a trip. Girl oh, Scout our trip. trip. I was like, <laughs> we went yeah, we trip? somewhere. <laughs> our Girl Scout trip. Yes. Yeah, it was before that. It was the weekend <laughs> yes. before that. That was the first weekend in May. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Second yeah, week yeah. in May. That was... That happened. No, that was the end of April. 
Yeah, it was the last weekend in April. Yes. So it was April. Yeah, the it was movie mid-April was April that then. you probably saw this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, that seems like four years ago. It does it's sound so like so we've all lived a lifetime since then. <laughs> and I just realized right now in this moment, I don't know what our next book's going to be. I haven't even thought about it. Our next book called Book. So I hope you guys came with something. <laughs> My do- actually, I, I don't know. Okay, so my daughter gave me a book for Mother's Day that I knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. What is it? Um, I can't remember. It's in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that Kathy brought something because I'm bringing nothing to the yeah, table. I've got whatsoever. Nothing. nothing. I literally just this exact moment went, oh, I don't have Okay, anything. well, don't. I mean, I don't know how good it is. Um, it's called Tiny Beautiful Things. And it's... Um, Oh, there's a TV show about that now. It's coming out on Hulu. Yeah. And I think it's about like it's advice from Dear Sugar. So I feel like it, each chapter is um, almost like, you know, a Dear Abby kind of thing or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, because Cheryl Strand um, has this, uh, it's like a podcast or it like might a, be a column that turned into a podcast called Dear Sugar, where right. she and someone Somebody else Somebody writes in advice. and then she responds is what it looks like. So each chapter is just like a story and a response. I don't know anything about that beyond this. But. That's interesting. I don't know that a book's been written like that before. Mm-hmm. Do you? I no, I'm, I'm definitely willing to read it. Because, and also, I brought nothing else to the table. So. <laughs> <laughs> I brought nothing too. So look over reading. Tiny, beautiful things. There you um, go. I know nothing about it other than what I just said. So Is it critically acclaimed? Mm-hmm. Because that really matters. How the hell do I know? It's... Um, <laughs> Well, it matters from Reese's since... Book Club. So there you go. Oh, okay. Oh. I like mm. Reese's Book Club. Okay. So, um, and it's 20% off at Target. And it's 20% <laughs> off at Target. Well, at least she was frugal in her mother's day gift. With my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel your pain. I'm just saying. I know Isla last night got shopping and she goes, do you think Georgia would like these Crocs? And I went, well, uh, I don't know why. She's like, I was thinking about buying them for her birthday. And I went, oh, on Amazon with my credit card. Yeah. She goes, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of how it works right okay tiny beautiful things are you go okay with that yeah it doesn't good. look too long i don't think it's that long well it's gonna be it is like july before because i'm leaving in two weeks 387 pages jesus Sorry. fucking christ it's gonna be july and we're gonna be gone for most of july okay so august we'll where are you going in july so we have a summer to read it we ha- uh camille has orientation in college and we're going back there and to see for that and to see family and then we're going to go to Canada to see my family and maybe not all of July but a good chunk of July okay so then we don't need to start reading it now we're gone we're gone the good like beginning portion of August Ah, so we'll read (laughs) this in October like wait a minute we're back in we'll be back in late July all right, okay. so maybe last week in July. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll pencil us in and... for the last week in July. How about that? When do you leave for your Newport? No idea. Last week in July. <laughs> How funny. <laughs> but I think it's like, it may actually be the 30th. Okay. Like, it's super late July. Well, I'm back the 17th. So, do you know we when have you're time. back? I do not. Okay, I'll have Christine reach out to you guys and let's really pencil it in. Yeah, Yeah. because if not, it'll be October. Yeah, yes. You know, let's just make it happen for that one minute between everybody's travels. Yeah. 
And then we can, well, that's good. You're going back to Newport. Yeah, going to Newport. And then the day after we get back, we're going to move Max into his apartment. Got it. Um, Like, seriously? (laughs) Wowza. Yeah. Well, Georgia doesn't move in to, to her college because it's a quarterly college until late September. But she gets her house in the middle of July. Mm-hmm. So she and her sister are talking about road tripping to move her That's in fine. in the middle of July before Isla goes back to school. They, they should bring out. a canoe on their car. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just lost my canoe, so okay. that's over. But yeah, and they're going to like hang out for a couple days a week and then fly back. And then George will leave her car there. Something. Although now that I'm thinking about that, then George will be here for another month and a half without a car. Oh, to be the amount of moving parts, yeah, like is I know, we're trying to figure out the same thing. I got really emotional today because every year of my children's lives, I've sung a song on the last day of school. Um, every year's the same song. It's the dumbest song, and uh, I, it's how I wake them up in the morning for the last day of school. And last day of school's tomorrow for Isla. So I was, I was like, oh, I get to sing last day of school song tomorrow. And then I went, oh, I only get to sing that one more time. I only have one more last day of school. And I got really emotional about it. And she goes, you can still sing it when I'm in college. And I went, oh, like, that's cool. Like, I'm going to call you at college and go, last day of school. Oh, my I God. I insist that I, you do that. You should. You should do you that. You should totally. do that for both Max of last day of school. Like we always go to Baskin Robbins. That's what my kids love. And I called him. I was like, want to go to Baskin Robbins? <laughs> like clearly we could not, but yeah. you should do it. Yeah, 100% you should, still, you should yeah. still do it. You can still call Georgia and sing yes. the last day of school song. I can. Okay. Oh, she'll love it. I'm so emotional too. I was. We were at Target yesterday. Um, Richard had to pick up a, a birthday card for his godmother. And I was looking at the graduation cards for my daughter, but also my two nieces. And Richard was like, okay, I'll meet you in graduation cards. And he came back and I had this pile of cards and I was just crying. And he's like, what's wrong? What happened? And I'm like, it's just too much. (laughs) (laughs) It's very bizarre. I have to say, Mm -hmm. I was talking to her about this before you came in. Um, I think my need to survive is starting to take over a little bit and partly my hormone replacement therapy is that I've started to like date my husband again. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like getting dressed up to to kind of impress him sort of. Not that he needs to be impressed, but I'm, I'm just mindful of that space in a new way. And I wonder if it's because I'm a year out from it just being me and him mm-hmm. and I need it to be like, I need it to be solid mm-hmm. so that I'm not trying to figure this out after Isla's gone. Um, I wonder I wonder what's going on. I think it's a combination of a few things. I mean, progesterone is supposedly makes you like in love, sort of. It's like a happy, happy, lovey mm-hmm. hormone. And I definitely, my progesterone was all screwed up from COVID and my estrogen and my testosterone and everything else. But- I wonder if it's part that and part just the realization that I've got to prepare for the next phase. I'm such a preparation, survival-minded person. But it's been really interesting. I wonder what it would feel like to look forward 
and not be interested in that person that you are now walking to this next chapter of life, you know, because this last chapter with our kids has been so amazing and fun and fulfilling and rich and enriching that you could look ahead. And if you didn't like or enjoy the person you were with, it could be very ominous. I would imagine it would be very. Absolutely. That totally resonates for me. We're totally in a good place, like dating more Mm -hmm. too, Richard and I. And I think it it is that it's that planner. Um, It also resonates because I was on the parent group for my daughter's um, college. And um, this woman was talking about her child being on academic probation um, or is suspended, but it's for academic reasons, not for and was going through the reasons and saying, um, well, you know, just as we were on the verge of diagnosing a learning disability at at the end of high school, um, my husband and I got divorced and I was like, oh, that that totally that's exactly what you're talking about, looking forward to the next chapter and going, oh, do I see myself with this person? And if you do, then you're hunkering down and like dating again. And if you don't, then that's when people are getting divorced. Yeah. Mm. It's like a reinvestment in what you have. It's like, you know, refying your house. (laughs) 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 Not to be so pragmatic about it, but I, I have been observing myself. Uh, as my feelings are changing and shifting with my relationship, right? Because um, I've never been not happy with Bert. I've never been unhappy. I've never been unfulfilled. But something is definitely different where I'm doing things like, let's get in the hot tub tonight, where I'm almost going like, who said that? <laughs> did I say that? Wait, what? In the past, I'd be like, I do not have time to get in the hot tub. Now I got to take a shower. You know, I mean, I have to do all this shit for the kids. And no, it's too much trouble. Where it's my idea now. And I don't know. I find it very fascinating that that is happening. You know, it just fascinates me. I I think it's wonderful. It's great. But the why of it, I'm such a curious person. Why is that happening? It must be about survival um, or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just making space for each other. Like you have time to make space for each other because the kids, even the ones that are still at home. I mean, Richard and I joke that we are um, preparing to be empty nesters. We do have (laughs) a daughter who still has three more years of high school, but she's so invested in her friends, her friendships, and she's doing all the developmental things like halfway out the door. So we do have more time for one another because (laughs) we don't have as much FaceTime with them. Yeah. Not as much obligation, uh, obligation, not meaning an, yeah. in a bad way. Just no, totally. They, but they it's like they're you. doing some of their laundry and uh-huh. they're, you know, they're doing yeah. more. So yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. My kid driving, she's like gone more. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like we're at the empty nester stage, even though we still have a kid at home, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it's very different. Have you felt any of that? Cause she did. She said she did. Have you felt any of that with Steven? A little bit. I mean, because all of a sudden we're like, we're looking around and we're like, wow, it's just the two of us. Like, what do we do? Like, and now we have like, you know, with the kid who's driving and doing whatever and one who's gone, you're like, I don't have to be home at a specific time. If we decide to go to dinner at nine or see a 9 p.m. movie, doesn't matter. Like everyone's taken care of. We have the luxury to go do whatever, whenever we want. Mm -hmm. So it's been really interesting to like be like, oh, huh. Hi, it's you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I feel like sometimes we've had our head buried Mm -hmm. a little bit in the parenting phase. And the so much of the parenting phase has been about the kids and 
you know, the communication has been about the kids. And now all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, look, you're still here. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> and like, I like you. Yeah. yeah. And I want to like, spend time with you. And what do we do now? Like, yeah. let's and go do something doing? together or not do something together. Like, I don't know how many times, like we have, I don't know, these stupid little routines where like he wants to smoke a cigar. So we sit outside, have a cocktail and like play Rumi Cube and smoke a cigar. Not me, but you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like we're just... I don't know, like not even leaving our house, but still just connecting. Like it's kind of, it's really interesting. We haven't done that in, I don't even know when the hell last time we did that was, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll tell you one thing is making, it does to me that is um, interesting. I'm saying this out loud. I'm observing this in front of you publicly. <laughs> um, sometimes it makes me feel um, like needy. So I have to, because I don't, I don't like, I'm not used to, needing anything you know what I mean I don't need anything I don't need anything and then sometimes when I miss Bert like he's been gone for 24 hours and I've really missed him and it makes it's making me a little emotional and I think the emotional piece of it is the vulnerability that comes with needing something mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so if you look forward in your life this next phase of life it is very realistic not for our personal relationship but because of our age for people to split up for someone to have a health problem, for something to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And the the I've never been a fearful person. I don't think I'm fearful now per se, but I have this little piece of me that sounds stupid, but it feels very weak by weakened by that. Does that make sense? Yes, mm -hmm. I I relate to this so much. You it's, do? Yes, it's the vulnerable. I, I, it's not the weakened, but it's like, yeah, it's vulnerability. You're allowing yourself to be more vulnerable by reinvesting in the relationship, mm -hmm. I think, because- you have to like just to get things done, to get our kids like to keep them alive, like to get them to all their doctors and dentists and specialists and, you know, and learning things Detention. And, 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 <laughs> <but> <laughs> just to do all of this stuff. And we've all been very invested in our schools and all of the, the volunteering and the Girl Scouts. And just to get through the day, there's there's been like for me, I think for a while there was like a little bit of remove. We, I've always been, you know, we've always loved each other. Mm -hmm. My husband and I have a great relationship, but there was like a little detachment, I think in the, in the sort of hands-on parenting thing of just like, okay, getting to the end of each day, getting yeah. everybody fed. Yeah. Um, and so the reinvestment phase of the relationship, yeah, it is vulnerable. Uh -huh. It's a vulnerability that we haven't really encountered since like, for a lot of years because we've of years. all been married for a lot of years. Right. So. It's very complex. And I think for several reasons, one is, um, one is this sounds really superficial and vain, but my body is not what it was the last time I was invested in Bert in this way. Right. Mm -hmm. I look like a 52 year old woman. I look great for 52. Seriously. But when you're like, hey, sexy man, there's part of me that goes, are you fucking kidding me? That is so foolish that you are flopping around with all your flappy biceps or triceps and being like, hey, sexy guy, there's no way he's going to go, oh, yeah, I want that. But I, it's not true. It's not true. Uh, right. But it, it's an insecurity that I've mm -hmm. never really had before, right? And when we were younger and I was feeling this way about Bert, I was completely secure in what I looked like physically and why he would be attracted to me physically. And I think Isla is downstairs and I hope she's not watching this on the television <laughs> down there. But anyway, it is an interesting thing to process. You have to kind of, 
or at least I do, I have to not listen to that voice Mm -hmm. who's not confident. Whereas when I was younger and we were dating, I was very confident in those places. Does that make sense? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. It's such a vulnerable, that's another piece of vulnerability that you have to just kind of. Aging is vulnerable. Aging is so fucking sucks. It sucks so bad. Yeah, Yeah, it's really vulnerable. Um, But it's just been really fascinating to watch, to try and observe myself in this transitional period, you know, and to try not to take some of my feelings too seriously. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I've never been a reactive person. And all of a sudden I'm having feelings that maybe aren't necessarily reactive, but they sure aren't logical. And I've always been so logical. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it's got to be coming from some kind of vulnerability um, or hormonal thing, potentially. Could be hormonal. I mean, we all yeah. know menopause is, it makes you emotional, makes you have mood swings, it, or not for everybody, but for some people, it does make you emotional. Um, and part of that just makes me feel very weak, which is so, it's got to be some survival piece of me not having any vulnerability, and mm-hmm. that's how you survive. But I feel very vulnerable in a lot of things lately. Um, and I, I, part of me is enjoying it, and part of me is not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a change. So again, yeah. any change is sort of like, it just rocks your boat, you know? It does. I think part yeah. of it will make me a more whole person. Bert's always said to me, I, I don't need anything. And sometimes it makes him feel not needed, you know? And of course I need my husband, of course. But I, I know what he means. Yeah. My therapist yeah. always says, okay, you know, let your husband do that for you. It builds their testosterone. They need to feel needed. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> it builds our testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> so taking out the garbage. <laughs> right. Builds testosterone? Oh, my God. Fantastic. You finally found a way to sell it to him. It's the fountain of youth right there in the garbage. That's hysterical. I didn't know that. The feeling needed builds our testosterone. But anyway, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, I feel like, I feel very um, odd at the moment. Still good in my skin, but odd, like I'm well, in a new place. I don't know if this will make you feel any better, but mm. one thing that helps me with the body vulnerability thing of like being suddenly this 51 year old and like going, oh, he saw me in my 20s. I was like <laughs> looking great. Yes. Um, I think, you know what? His eyesight is not what it once was. <laughs> and so I just imagine myself with like a nice little like sheen of like a filter yeah a nice little filter yeah and like, the edges are blurry yes. so everything looks like it's yeah. supposed to right exactly. well done that's hysterical <laughs> that's really funny um what do you think as we approach this empty nest uh era what do you think are things that you will do then that you don't do now anything will you travel more will you eat out more Will you walk around the house naked more? Will you take baths <laughs> together? I mean, because part of me, here's mm-hmm. part of, I think this is part of, this is the other thing I was going to say and I forgot it and now it's come back. I grew up with a mom who was hypersexual, right? She wore her vagina as a hat, <laughs> right? And so I was always very aware of that around my kids. Not that, <coughs> not that you should, 
You know what I mean? I was just, just very didn't aware. Want to be that. Yeah. I, yeah. I just didn't want to be that. I wanted to be the mom that looked like a mom. You know, not a yes. mom that looked like a sex pot. Yes. I didn't want that. It made me so uncomfortable to have a mom that was the sexiest person in the room. Not that a mom shouldn't be sexy, yeah. but that it was so over the top for what I, it was so over the top with my mom that I just wasn't going to do that with my kids, you know? And so I, I wonder now, I, I sometimes, I know when Bert and I are like snuggling on the couch or something, our girls are like, that is gross. And I'm like, <laughs> we're just like cuddling, watching a movie and we're not doing anything crazy. I wonder if I went a little too far. My pendulum went a little too far to be like, you know, we're like buddy, buddy that kiss sometimes mm -hmm. instead of, hey, we snuggle and watch TV and nothing shady's going on here. We're just like cuddled up. Mm -hmm. We hold hands from time to time. Um, but I'm very much like, back into holding hands with bird and that that kind of stuff mm -hmm. is really odd to watch my kids process it i think sometimes i don't know i think cute. kids just process it that way anyway you do, do you know, i do i think kids are like ew those are my parents stop it even though it's like oh. literally nothing yeah totally right? I, was, I don't think your, your yeah. pendulum swung too far i think okay, that's good. just where kids are okay uh, good because yeah. you don't ever want to see your parents in that context well my kids were totally grossed out when um <laughs> we went out to dinner for our anniversary a few years ago and Richard is a toast man like he he, uh. he gives a toast for every occasion everybody always asks him to give the toast like Aww. for the family things and so he started giving a toast about you know your mom this and I took a picture of the moment that he was giving a toast because Camille just looked like <sighs> just so disgusted and Vivian was laughing but just like covering her face and it was just it's the, one of my favorite pictures because there he is like talking on your mom is wonderful and um so they yeah they were grossed out by that and that was nothing sexual okay, whatsoever good. yeah makes me feel better good good so what are you gonna do is if anything different when you have an empty house and it's just two adults, anything? I don't know, but you're making me think about it. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going to take some time to process this. Okay, I'll get back to you the last week of July. Okay. The next book club. Excellent. No, Excellent. no, no. It's going to take you till September. You're going to need a minute. Like, let's be honest. No, you're right. <laughs> Having been through it, I'm pretty sure we can say you need a minute. It'll take you a minute. Yes. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I can tell you what I've already started noticing, right? When I'm in a hotel with Bert, um, I... I sleep in a, like a t-shirt and no pants and I always sleep. I mean, like underwear, but I don't wear like bottoms, you know, I'll just wear one of his t-shirts. And that's always made me like, what if I had to get up in the middle of the night with the girls? And what if we had to run out in the middle of an earthquake? And what if we, I, mean, I always like wear this whole pajama set at home. And I just, I was like, I just don't enjoy that. I think I've been doing that my whole life just to be Dress like a mom, even in sleep. I'm too freaking literal for everything sometimes. I'm looking forward to that being a little looser. Like, mm -hmm. I'm ready to like, I love to skinny dip. I've always loved to skinny dip. I used to skinny dip at our lake house all the time. Well, I'm not going to skinny dip with my kids at home because that's, yeah, weird. that's weird. Yeah. But I'm totally going to skinny dip. And that's with or without Bert. I've always loved that. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do that again. <laughs> I can't wait to like, shit, I left such and such in the dryer. I'm just going to walk there naked. I don't ever do that. Yeah. You know, the yeah. naked piece, I've never been naked in front of my kids like that. But I don't mind really? myself naked. Not really. I mean, not, not like I'm going to walk through the house naked to get the towel out of the dryer. Not like that. Oh, oh do you do that? 
Well, <laughs> well, my mom did clean the house naked and it made me really, I'm like, oh my God. Push, yeah, I would in, yeah. never clean that. But yeah, I would walk through the house like in my underwear, like not totally butt naked. No, but I'm, like, well, I walk through my underwear. Oh, okay. Like in your underwear. Naked. Okay. I'm talking as the Lord made you. Yeah, no, they don't need to see that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've seen me naked. Like I'm well, sure yeah. they've seen yeah, me naked. Of course. Okay. But uh, yeah, right. it's not on display. Yeah, no. Just the freedom of being like, you know what? I'm going to walk out the back porch and jump in the pool. I do have one quirk that is not to do with nudity, but I tend to take off my bra at the dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> I can get by. <laughs> can get behind that quirk. You know what I mean? Like just like under my clothes, like yeah. so I just like extract it. From, and then you go wah 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 wah. I will launch it over to the couch. Yeah. And so yeah, I do remember recently getting dressed and going, "Where are all my bras?" And Richard was like. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. I went out and I was like, oh, sure enough. There was one in the dining room and there was one in the living room. That was like, that doesn't usually happen. But <laughs> but it's like, seriously, you get to a certain point in the day and it's like, why in the hell am I wearing a bra? Yes. Richard's like, why haven't you problem solved this by now? He's like, why do you even wear a bra at all? And I'm like, oh, just stop. Like, just <laughs> what is wrong with you? Richard, you clearly don't understand. They would be at my knees with like, a bra, Okay. <laughs> Over time, they'd be at my knees. I'm not going to school, like, pick up without a bra. No. Like, no, nor I. Yeah. Anyway, do you have anything you're looking forward to, just the two of you? I don't know. I mean, I would love for us to be able to, like just travel a little bit like not even like big trips but like the idea of just going away for the weekend mm. you know like we don't do that that often mm-hmm. um but i don't know why i mean i do know why my husband needs to stop working that would actually make things a lot easier but um stop working as much as much yes yeah, as um much. but i would love to do that like we have had this like wine tasting thing i have rescheduled it six times oh my god that we have not gone to it's like an hour away it is like this cool like whatever and wait where is it i don't know it's like some wine um tasting in like this cave area it's like near temecula okay um we have like we've had this trip and like we don't even have to stay overnight like just go for the wine tasting it could be like a day-long trip and six times i've rescheduled it and i'm like this is ridiculous. It like, is. why can't we just go yeah. one of these days? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how fun would that be just to so go fun. wine tasting for an afternoon? It's yeah. like a cheese and wine, like whatever. I'll go with you. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly is not coming with me. <laughs> Screw Steven. We don't whatever. even like him. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't even like wine. There just you kidding. go. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Like, yeah. I would love to just like... I don't know, like six months ago, we drove to Santa Barbara for the day, went to the salt caves or like whatever. I'm like, why? Why do we not do this more often? Totally. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, we're traveling to Europe or whatever. But like all of that kind of stuff is fun. Like totally looking around, like strolling through downtown Santa Barbara, holding hands, like stupid shit like that, that we just don't do that much. Yeah, that will be fun. Bert and I had an overnight in Santa Monica couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. just one night. And I was like, that was freaking awesome. Yeah. <sighs> Went to dinner, drank too much wine, walked upstairs. We didn't have to drive home. Yeah. Um, and we were at the beach. We don't live at the beach. Uh, and we felt like we may as well have been, you know, way yeah. somewhere else, way far away. It was lovely. I'm looking forward to some of that, too. We'll see what it brings, right? Yeah. 
last day of the year song brought up all this i'm so bummed i got two more one tomorrow and one next year wowza it's crazy right it is crazy anyway tiny beautiful things tiny beautiful things for october i mean july for (laughs) yeah whatever cheryl strayed strayed cheryl strayed tiny beautiful things tiny beautiful things awesome i'll send you a book kirsten do you like the book? Do you like getting the book or do you like do you like Audible? I can't send you an Audible I, though. Yeah, I like both, but I I think I like the book. I like yeah. the book. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but it's usually it's usually during the school year <laughs> that I right. listen to as you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. I like listening to memoirs on audiobook because usually the author yes, wrote when it. it's the actual author uh-huh. reading it. Yeah. I don't really like reading novels. Or fiction. Yeah, it depends. Occasionally, it, there's a really good. Yeah, it really depends, reader. right? Yeah. Some are great, and some you're like, uh, "This was such a waste." Yeah, yeah. I, I want to interpret it myself. Yeah, yes. With a novel, with my own imagination. Yeah, but a memoir, yeah. I think, is great. On there, audio. I started. Um, there's there's this one um, audiobook actor who, like, a voice actor who. I started recognizing her voice mm-hmm. on different ones and she drives me nuts. I can't, I cannot <laughs> listen to her. I thought you were going to say uh-huh. she's so, amazing. I know. No, to the point where like I had to look up who read this because I don't want to listen to anything yeah. else. From now on, I will only read the book if she is the option. And I looked her up thinking, how does this woman get all these jobs? Oh, it turns out she's won all sorts of awards. So don't listen to me. <laughs> Apparently lots of people love the way that she reads books. I can't stand it. She does a lot of where she talks about this Leanne and then she'll go, Hmm. Yeah. And it was really interesting, I thought. So it's like this sort of quirky, like breathy sort of, I don't know. She drives me nuts. But Does she's she like, like sort of acted out? She's just, I don't know, just reading these books. But she is, she's an award-winning voice actor. And yeah. Well, we uh, hate audiobook. her. Screw her. I'm just kidding. Yes. Yeah. Screw I have no her. idea what you're talking about. But Screw her. I, I don't think I would like that either. No. Not okay. Not okay. <laughs> She's fired. Um, yeah, I don't think I would like that either. I think I, I just like the book to be read. Yeah. You know, no affectation. But I agree with you. A memoir, when it's a memoir, then you're hearing the actual person's right. voice. And so they know what to put emphasis on. Yeah. It's their story. Exactly. 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 I yeah. love that one. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for another great book club. Another great discussion about life. I think it's a good discussion about life. Yeah. yeah. I miss podcasts like that where we have deep thoughts. Maybe we should just come have a deep thoughts deep with thoughts. Kathy and Kirsten. <laughs> right? Maybe that's our new series. Deep, deep thoughts. thoughts. Kathy and Kirsten. Today's In a very deep breathy thought. voice. Exactly. Where we pause for no reason and continue. Hmm. And have another deep thought. <laughs> like that? Like your, like your voice? <sighs> yeah. Maybe we should start doing with deep thoughts. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for having deep thoughts today. (laughs) (laughs) See you in July. (laughs) I think that we should get together.